Blog Talk Radio. That's right. Welcome, everybody, to What's Brewing, a show where we can say whatever we want. A sports show where you can say whatever you want. How novel of a concept is that? But that's what we're here to do for you. We will give you that opportunity for the next two hours. Give us a call, 646-929-2192, or email us at whatsbrewingshow at AOL.com. The show starts now. That might be the wrong phone number. It is the wrong phone number. I like to occasionally redo some of the stuff on here. I got bored yesterday, and um, only yesterday. Yeah, I got no. I got bored yesterday, and for the hockey show, we did a couple like like open bumpers and stuff, and they came out kind of good. So I'm kind of proud of them. Um, but you know, now it's like now I got to do them for this show too. Five six three nine 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 three four eight eight is the cue to call. Uh, we'll be here, Brew Angel. Hey, did you know that? Um, oh, I don't know. JJ Watt did it all for the money. Because there's no way you could tell me that he made when made that move because he wants to win. Okay, so I hear you, but I like it, and I like it for the fact of. He's not going to the ready-made team. He's, he's looking to bring up a. He's looking to bring up a team, and you know, Uh-oh. it's an exciting team. You know, they got talent, so he's going to be opposite Chandler Jones, which is great. Another guy who can't. The guy, another guy on the field who can't stay on the field. You know, like. I get it, Ainge. I really do. But J.J. Watt is not a guy who plays a full season. He's not a guy. Like, there, there's reports coming out of Buffalo. Here, I'll read it. It's from uh, – um, from Josh Reed. Uh, I don't know where Josh Reed's from because I only got a screenshot of it. For what it's worth, Bills fans, I spoke to someone who was on the Texan coaching staff with Watt, and the review wasn't glowing. He selfish, only cared about his stats. He does a lot of things that hurt the defense. He hurt us more than he helped us, and finally, I wouldn't want him. To me, for a guy who's Mr. Houston, that's not like the world's glowingest review of J.J. Watt. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I just think, like, J.J. Watt is a guy to me with, oh, by the way, let's do it again because we've done it. The varsity jackets. He's a me guy. You know, I, you can't tell me that guy's not a me guy. No, I don't think I'm going to try to dissuade you on that either. You know, well, he, I think we, we both... I think we both agreed that this J.J. Watt is not the three-time defensive player of the year, J.J. Watt. 
So my question is, you know, what was he going to have left? So for two years, uh, thirty-one million, which is I think what the deal was. Uh, I forgot what I think it was like twenty-three guaranteed. Uh, so let's, you, let's look at it know, this way: there is a guy who tur- who who was like, I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here for seventeen. Right now, mm-hmm. signs a deal for twenty-three guaranteed. Right, like that—that's basically the deal. It's a twenty-three million dollar contract, right? Can you tell me that guy's uh-huh. worth twenty-three million dollars over two years? No, uh, he's not. No, he hasn't been worth what the Texans have been playing him for years. Chandler Jones is never on the field, and 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 let's not forget that's not exactly the like easiest division in football. They with JJ Watt, they're still the third best team. Depending on what happens with Seattle and the Russell Wilson situation. Uh, Russell, Russell Wilson is not going anywhere. I don't think he is. No, he's not going anywhere. It's just that Russell Wilson is a, another selfish prick who feels like, oh, I need to – everybody's talking about this guy, this guy, and this guy. Tom Brady won another Super Bowl. Now he's in my conference. Fuck, I need to be talked about. I'm sorry, but oh, now he wants what he wants. Hey, maybe if he held didn't hold on to the ball so much. Hey, maybe if it wasn't because of him, they would have you know I don't know won a Super Bowl in against New England and won two back to back. All right, well, don't talk about that because once again we both said it where we thought that, you know, he made a great play. You know, no, he but the route. no, no, no. But the thing you know? is, is, yes, and I agree with that, but cause they, that's a guy who's a leader. He's Eli Manning. They don't like him in the locker room. He's not the locker room guy. He's a kiss ass. He's, he's, if it came down to push came to shove, whose team is that? Is it his or is it Pete Carroll's? It's Pete Carroll's. Because they basically uh, told you it's Pete Carroll's. You know, when you say Seattle, I say Russell Wilson. I don't. That, that's only because you say quarterback. I don't say I don't say him. I say Pete Carroll. You know, as much blame as you're putting on – Russell Wilson for not going back to back. It was, you know, arguably Pete Carroll. That is, but it, and everybody's but it, always said, "Oh, you know, Pete, Pete Carroll did the dumbest call in the history of of sports." And yeah, that's all you hear. And once again, I'm I'm not dogging Pete Carroll, and I'm not dogging Russell Wilson on that play. I thought it was a great play by Malcolm Butler. He made the play again. You know, but if it wasn't he, he did because that. they they because. Pete read his room. If he throws the touchdown, okay, now everybody loves him there. But because they had to, they couldn't run the football in that position. Right? Because they couldn't run the football in that position, they couldn't give it to Marshawn Lynch. They had to give it to Russ. 
Yeah, so it, it's according like, to every Monday morning quarterback, they said that you should have given it to the best back in the in football that year, which you know that's debatable. But but that's every because I do agree. Buddy. I agree with what you're saying. You know, in terms of you know, you have Big Vince in the middle. You know, I think that no, no, know, no. I, I think it would have been tough to run that ball. I, I honestly completely think you're missing what I'm saying. If they give it to Marshawn, Marshawn's the guy that wins the Super Bowl, right? Right. They made a business decision on the three-yard line. They didn't make a football decision. They made a business decision. Russ is the guy. Russ is going to be here. We know everybody on the team hates Russ. But what we're going to do is we're going to make Russ the face. Instead of making the football decision, they made the business decision. And the business decision fucked them. That's that's the point of this. They made a business decision instead of a football decision. They put the game in the guy who was going to be the franchise as opposed to putting the game in the hands of the guy who was the right football play. Bill Belichick does not care who wins the fucking Super Bowl. Bill Belichick wins the Super Bowl. John Foss, um, John, um, Tom Coughlin doesn't care who wins the Super Bowl. He just wants to win the Super Bowl. Pete Carroll said, I can't have Marshawn Lynch, Lynch do this. I have to make it my guy, Russ, because everybody in that locker room doesn't like him because of the Gawks and because the, 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 he's a fucking fraud like Derek Jeter. And I hope and I pray that he's at Yankee Spring Training this year trying to fucking play grab ass and play second base in a fucking spring training game. Please let it fucking happen. Fuck him. He's a fucking scumbag. That's it. That's what it comes down to. I don't think he's coming to spring training this year, is he? Probably not because of, you know, COVID. COVID, yeah. But that's what, but that's what he wants to do. Well, listen, I, uh, I agree with you in, in a lot of senses here. Uh, getting back to J.J. Watts all, um, I like the fact – I think he could have got more on the open market. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is a straight I don't think grab. he was going to. I don't think he was getting more on the open market. I really don't. I think he took the best deal available to him by a team that's stupid and spends money, and this is why you suck. <laughs> well, I definitely heard that they're looking to bring back uh, Peterson now. You know, now that they got Watt signed. So they're looking to bring him back. Uh, Hassan Reddick, they're, they're thinking about bringing him back as well. So if you have Reddick, Chandler, 
you know, Reddick will be basically the fallback in case, you know, or when J.J. or Chandler Jones can't play. But, but let's also think about this. From what you've heard about that organiz- that team, it was a good locker room. Right? Now, in the last two off-seasons, you've brought in two shit mentalities, two losers, into that fucking I'm telling you, the worst possible thing for the Arizona Cardinals to do was bring in another fucking egomaniac. They already have one at wide receiver. Now you bring in another one on the defensive side of the ball. Whose team is that now? Not, King, not Kingsbury. Kingsbury's a he's, – he's not long for that job. But whose, job, whose team is it not? It's not Kyler Murray's anymore. Well, it wasn't his, you know, once they got Hopkins. No. So he just gets, you know, pushed further down the food chain. Yeah. But listen, I, I, you know, I, you know, you and I, we both talked about this is not the same guy that won Defensive Player of the Year. You know, no, a lot I, of his money I is, 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 is based I, I, off of. I don't um, even think the years he won player defensive player of the year he was that great and that dominating. I think, I think it's all because he's a fucking media whore. I I think the first one he he was definitely dominating because that you know, the year he won the first one he was doing everything he was catching touchdowns he was you know oh so he's a mean guy he, he was, so yeah but they, but he well, I don't yeah. think he was that good because what did they do they played in a sorry ass division. Against sorry ass quarterbacks. When he played good teams, he did dick. The guy's a sorry fucking football player. But because he's on every goddamn commercial, he's got ultimate tag. He raised forty million bucks. Fuck, we got a genuflect at the altar of JJ Watt. Fuck him. He's not that good. He's really not. He fucking made himself a first round pick with the fucking Pizza Hut or Papa John story or whatever the fuck bullshit he was telling before the draft. The fucking guy is Derek Jeter. He's a fucking fraud. Fraud. Speak nicely of the captain. F R fuck he's a fraud. He's the biggest fraud going. F R A U D fraud. JJ Watts a fucking fraud. Tell me how you really feel. I, I, I think I've been doing it for weeks now about him. Fucking fraud. 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 Can you say it again? Fraud. He's a Can you hear me now? Fraud. He's a scumbag fucking Can you hear me now? I mean, let's let's really look at it. Did Tex, did the Houston Texans ever win with him and D Hop? No, they're fucking losers. They played in a sorry ass division, and in the play, when they made the playoffs, they played in a time slot that nobody gave a fuck about the game. This, the first game on Saturday was the nobody gives a fuck about you fucking game. <clears throat> Listen, that I hear you saying, be, but I, I, I hear used to be saying. the Cincinnati Bengals fucking spot. 
Oh, we don't give a. They're you not going to win the, anyway. The Who cares? Yeah. The zero and sevens. They can't win the you know playoff game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, you know I, I, you know I hear the the hate and disdain that you have coming out of you right now. But, you know, we we're giving Bill O'Brien praise for constantly winning. And listen, I get they, it wasn't but, the greatest but division. I never gave them credit for it because they were in a no, they were in a well, sorry we, we, ass we, division and did nothing with it. They were sorry ass division and never did anything with it. Well, that's because when they nev- got to the playoffs, you know, but they, they never even they got a, but they never even got a bye. Playing in a sorry ass division, they couldn't win, can't even get a fucking bye with six wins on their roster. With six wins on the schedule, they couldn't even fucking get a bye. Never had a bye. They made it to the second weekend, what, once? And New England fucking teabagged them. And another year. Wasn't that Kansas City? What? Was that the second round that they played Kansas City as well? Or was that first round? Oh, no, that was the second game. That was when fucking Josh Allen gave them the fucking game. Right, and then they went up, what, 21 to 10 on Kansas City, and then they lost 52 to 10. Sorry. And he did nothing. No, yeah, listen, he looked like flat top from unnecessary roughness. I get it. You know, holding his helmet all pissed off and just, you know, upset that he lost. You know, my question is, how many players in the NFL aren't a me person? So, like, a lot of what you're saying is kind of like ringing hollow to me because I believe a lot of them are. The the vast majority are. But those guys don't win. But there's a difference between being a me guy. No, there's a difference between being a me guy and being very egotistical. Aaron Rodgers is very egotistical. But Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers does what it takes to win. Does he? Yeah. How many Super Bowls he got? Just one? Is that Aaron Rodgers' fault or is that the team around him? You can make a uh, case for both. No, because J.J. Watt doesn't control the football. J.J. Watt, look, here's the thing. Aaron Rodgers can score 40 points in a playoff game. If his defense gives up 41, he loses. There's nothing he can do about that. If your team scores 24 points and you're on the defense, this gives up 27, guess what? Partially responsible for that. He's J.J. Watt's a diva, and there's, it, it, there's no room in the NFL anymore for divas. There's only a handful left. And, oh, by the way, D-Hop's one of them. My, I can definitely agree with that. It's, you know, it's... You know, you hear all all the stuff about uh, his character. J.J. Watt? And, no, uh, D-Hop. Not good. You know, he, <laughs> yeah, he really isn't, you know... He's not far off from Tyreek Hill, from what I'm hearing. No, he's not. He's really not. But the media likes him.
All right, so where are all these quarterbacks going here? Name them, I'll tell you. This is Sean Watson leaving. Staying put. This is talking about Houston. Let's start in Houston. Staying put. I know you just talked to the the new new head coach, and he says, I'm not playing for you. Do you think he's actually going to sit out next season? Fuck him. You're the one that's getting. You're the one that's losing money at that point. And his extension doesn't kick in until next the year after next, right? Yeah. So if he sits out next year, it's only the ten million. But still, that's ten million dollars that you will never make, and they'll fucking fine you. So really, he's going to lose money next year. If he Why play. would you trade him if you are the Houston Texans? Somebody explain this to me. Why would you trade him? I, I feel like I've been saying this for weeks. He's not getting traded. I don't care how much he says he wants to be traded. They're not trading him. Nick Casario would no, have to I, be a fucking idiot to do. See, I'm more on the fence on this. I, I see it as 50-50. And I don't. If you would, and I, I know you and I we talked about this before, and I never thought that you know he would that he'd get traded, but I also never thought that you'd have Stafford for Goff. I never. Okay, I didn't think it would be possible story. to trade Wentz. That's a different story, Stafford for Goff. Stafford right. for Goff happened because the GM who drafted him in L.A. wanted to bring him to Detroit. And then cut a deal that he knew. That's when you have a trading partner. Right? That's knowing what the other team's going to do because, one, there are fans, you know, they have a new stadium and they got to fill it. And they're so far in now, they have to win. And you had a quarterback saying he'd fucking smash the piss out of fucking the coach's girlfriend. <laughs> you know, because there was like a two age, two year age difference. So you couldn't keep him. That was funny. But you couldn't keep him. That's that that's the thing with that. And Stafford didn't want to be in Detroit anymore. They needed to move on to him and they got younger. And got a ton of picks. Why? Because LA's horny to win. Yeah, listen, if you're Detroit, you you make that deal a million times over. Yeah. Especially because you already said that you're not going to, you know, you guys are parting ways. To get two yeah. extra first-round picks? Yeah, because you took on a ton of money. That's why that deal had to be made. Yeah, but, you know, it, it, it's like it, it, if whether you're sold on golf or you're not, mm-hmm. you know, it's – you're getting a 
a starting quarterback back. Is he Stafford? No. But is, is he, he a viable starter? Or yeah, is Stafford yeah, a goth? Vi- I'm sorry? Or is Stafford a goth? I don't know. You know, I've always liked Stafford. I know you and I, we spoke about it many times where... I like you know, Stafford, Stafford, but but he's glass. He's always hurt the last few years, and that's because he's gotten the last few years. Right. But, The last again, few years, he's looked a little bit like Eli in terms of shining in that pocket. But if you really think about it, like... Yeah, he's never had a team around him, but he's never helped Detroit either. He throws a ton of bad interceptions. But I think that a lot of that was the style of play that they were playing. Mm-hmm. They were more – and one thing, I, I would say Eli Manning is a prime example of that. You know, Eli Manning, especially under Coughlin and Fossil, was attack down the field. I'm sorry, well, Eli, Yeah, I was going to say Eli was attacked down. Right, was attacked down the field. It wasn't the West Coast offense where he's throwing it five yards and you know to the flat. But that's because you Eli know, could job, never. But that's because well, Eli couldn't like, play that game. Which once again, they also didn't play that system, and you know because they didn't have the quarterback that could do that. Right, but kudos to Coughlin for not trying to force that. You know, there's so many times yeah. that you see it all around the league where people try to force players into what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's very rare that you see a coach. But that's an tailored, old school mentality. Tailored to. Well, no, I don't think so. Like, I, I look at the. No, I think it is. McVay, because it, no, because McVeigh wants to fit guys into his system. You know, it's funny. I heard Jerry Glanville on the uh, Dale Jr. download last week, um, a Dirty Mo Media production. And Dale Jr. asked him how he always had these great defenses, no matter where he went, no matter how old he was. And he says, because if a guy can't play zone, you don't make him play zone. And if a guy can't play man, you don't make him play man. You You have to coach what you have. Is that a, a very, very weird thing? You, you're asking a coach to coach? Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? It's, so, it's such but, a novel idea. But you, don't Sorry, you think it's kind of weird, though? Like, if you really think about it, like, how many of these quarterbacks and how many players that get drafted into the NFL come out of college and they're absolute studs? Then they get to the NFL and they're out of the league in three, four years. Now, who, right. whose fault is that mainly? Do, do you blame the coach or do you blame the player for not even trying to adapt? Oh, Tigers can't change their stripes. I blame coaches because coaches think that they got to that position because they are – um, what's his dick? Um, Spagnuolo is a perfect example. If you don't have the talent that he needs to run his defense, his defense sucks, right? If you don't have the personnel to run his – what do you always hear? 
is this coach going to be a 3-4 or 4-3? Well, you can't hire a fucking 4-3 coach if you have nothing but 3-4 guys. Oh, and then you're going to have to fucking trade, draft and, and bring in guys who are 3-4 guys or 4-3 guys. It, this is what the NFL is. Coaches do not want to be told, oh, this doesn't work. I blame coaches for that because it shows you're stubborn. Where a guy like Bill Belichick says, oh, we don't have great pass catchers? Well, fuck it. We'll draft a bunch of running backs. But, you know, it's funny with Belichick because, as you know for a fact, Mm -hmm. he changed his game plan every week. Yeah. And, you know, he has. Because why? He has smart players that can do that. And his coaches coach, you know, coach up instead of coaching down. Well, it's also because you know, he, he, coaches, here's the game plan this week. But it's here's the game plan. We're, we're facing the Jets. You know, our best running back for this week is going to be Sony Michelle. So let's mm. run the ball with Sony Michelle next week. Hey, you know what? We're playing Tennessee, and we're going to run Burkhart. Or you know, and you know that adaptability and that ability to coach and to change is for me. It's one of those things where you look at that, and that's what you want your coaching staff to be, to have that adaptability, to have that coaching, uh, um, to have okay. that ability to coach. Um, this just in from Jesse Granger of the athletic. He covers the Vegas golden Knights. Andre Flurry led them on the ice. Chrome gold helmets are on crowd is cheering fans at the fortress tonight. Did you say how many? Something like 2,600. Now, I, you, I said last night on the hockey I, show, there's no way if I'm the Golden Knights, I wear anything but the gold and the reds. The Okay, every VGK player donning their gold helmets because, you know, the hockey writers out there who, you know, previously were in other places hate the fucking gold helmets, which makes me love the gold helmets even fucking more. Um, donning their gold helmets gave gave a salute to the fans before warm-ups. It's just 2,600 people, but it matters. The energy in and around the in, in the arena is palpable different. Uh, it's not quite normal, but it's far from the abnormal we've grown, grown used to. That is uh, courtesy of Sinbin.Vegas. Now, in case you missed it, and I know I think you did, but for everybody else out there, the flower gave an amazing talk with Pat McAfee on Friday. Yes. My God, was it fun. You know, yeah. there was some great stuff about pranks that he pulled. Um, oh, yeah. Some great stuff that that was going on. So it was such a pleasure. I, I sat in my car, you know, an extra like 20 minutes just to listen to, to the rest of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of videos coming out right now. If you're on Twitter, follow. Um, here. I do like that the players, every single one of them, gave a stick salute to the fans. 
And you're all like, not only are they doing that, but they're coming off clapping for the fans that are there. The Fortress nah. is going to be a rocking tonight with 2,600 people in it. <laughs> and, of course, the bitching and moaning is happening because of the gold helmet. You know, isn't it wonderful that you could actually have a country where you can bitch and, hel- and cry about helmets? Mm-hmm. What a hey, you know what? I look at it this way. I'm happy to see fans there. Yep. I don't care that it's 2,600. It's going to be a good night. the players are happy. Mm-hmm. You know, so why can't you just celebrate you know, the good stuff and the positive stuff instead of like sitting there bitching about you know, the helmet? I'm not going to lie. I, I looked at prices for tickets. <laughs> Holy cow. Like I looked on like after they went on sale the other day out there, and there was like not like hunt, there was smattering of single seats of, of like pods available. Uh, by the way, the Sens are up. The Sens won five to one over the Calgary Flames. Yeah, I thought you were going to say uh, Toronto again. Mm. That seems like that's the only team that Ottawa can beat. Well, Ottawa can beat Montreal, and they did, and they got caught Julian fired. <laughs> the coach killer. Well, you know, I, part of that, um, you know, there's one thing I don't like in that whole situation. I don't like how they made the move and when they made the move. If you were going to make the move, you should have done it in the off season. Um you know, supposedly it was in the works, but because of the fact that they, um, you know, if they didn't make the 2014 playoff and went around, he would have been gone last year. Then you should have fucking done it last year. I'm shocked Louie hasn't called in yet. He must be mad because I haven't answered the phone when he's called the last couple nights. Come on, Luke, call. That's okay. George will pick up. That's okay. Yeah, I will because I'm running the board time. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Just maybe. Um, Yeah, it's, it, that's the point I'm at. Um, there's other stuff. Uh, by the way, I think I said this last week, and I said it last night on the hockey show, and I said it last week on the hockey show, but the Devils need to get one original idea. Like, I'm really shocked that they didn't force, like, every player to, like, do their stretching routine before the game the same way, like, you know, Zajac does because, you know, God forbid, they, you know, don't copy something somebody else did. Mm-hmm. And to me, Sidney Crosby deserves that. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, you talk about Sidney Ver- Crosby versus Travis Zajac. I'd rather have mm-hmm. Travis Zajac any time of the week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. By the yeah, way, he deserves tonight... a lot more than, than Sidney Crosby. Um, by the way, tonight is the first time fans are permitted inside the T-Mobile Arena um, since March 3rd of 2020, a um, game I was at, and Robin Leonard shut out the Devils. <laughs> Before, it, in front of 18,290 people. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I feel like I might a small start. difference. That's all. Not, not too bad. But to make it even funnier, um, should I read to you the email I got today? Yes. It came from the New Jersey Devil. Oh, boy. Hi, George. I hope you're doing well. Just recently, Governor Murphy announced that Devil fans will be able to return to The Rock on March 2nd to see live games for the first time in nearly a year. I know I'm excited to see the Devils play again, and I'm sure you are too. (laughs) Have they been watching the product? (laughs) I'm not going to lie. The hardest job in sports must be selling tickets for the Devils. Okay, so I'm on MLB.com right now, mm-hmm. and one of the main uh, headlines here is uh, about Zach Greinke, and all he cares about, and the only milestone that he cares about, is ten home runs and ten stolen bases. Right now, he's he's at nine and nine. Who's that? <laughs> Zach Greinke. <laughs> Listen, I know he, he's, you know, a different player for sure. Um, but, you know, he's been kind of fun to, you know, throughout his career. I know mm. he's very introverted. He, he suffers from uh, the anxiety. But is he a Hall of Fame player? Or yeah. is he just short? Another 300 uh, strikeouts, he's at 3,000. He's at 208 wins right now. Mm-hmm. Low three career ERA. You know, if you go, if you get to 10 and 10, put him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> you know, I am going to go out and campaign hard for Zach Cranky if he can get to 10 and 10. So he'd be only the second pitcher since 1920 to go 10 and 10. Bob Goodson was the only other one. No, Bob Goodson. He had 24 home runs and 13 steals. Hmm. That's kind of weird that nobody else has done it. No, most pitchers aren't good at anything anymore. Um, No, but like 
okay, like if you look back at the Mets rotation of the eighties, they had some guys that can hit. You know, you go back to you know Mel Sotomayor. Was he not a good hitter? Mm-hmm. He was. You know, I, I'm sure that there's a lot of other pitchers that you can say were, were really good hitters. Or mm. should I just say the spring in the universal DH like I've been saying? Because nobody wants to see uh, boring at bat with somebody that's incompetent of holding a bat. Again, you – I'm okay with it. Um, what the hell is this? I'm trying to. Sorry, I'm like scrolling. I hit Twitter scrolling for me. <clears throat> yeah, I just, I, I kind of just look at it that way. Like, I'm okay with pitchers hitting. I, 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 I hate it. I don't hate it as much as you do. Well, listen, I don't hate it. I just hate the people that, you know, are so in love with this quote-unquote strategy of the game. Does it really add to the strategy of the game? You know, is a double switch that important? I think it can be. I don't know. I, I'm, you know, I yeah. I look at it and, and I say, for the one or two at bats a week where it's actually important. And listen, I get the whole bunting is important, even though it's not important in today's game, but yet they'll do it for a pitcher. See, that's you know? the problem with the game that I have. Nothing is as boring as watching baseball today. Right? Baseball today is boring. There's not enough, you know, there's not enough small ball being played. There's not enough. Um, yeah, I think if you bring some of that back into the game, I think baseball will become better. Yeah, you know, I, I don't need the small ball where you're bunting everybody over. You know, you got to bring back I just want action. guys to put the ball in play. Exactly. Bring back the action where you got the ball going in play. You got players running. You know, bring that back. Get rid of, you know, the three absolute outcomes. You know, the walk, strikeout, home run. Get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going 3-2 every single left at. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Bring back the excitement. You know, bring back a double steal. You know, let, let them run from third base. You know, let this happen. Yeah. You know, I think the most exciting play in baseball is the steal. Because everybody sees it starting to happen. Everybody gets out of their seats. Everybody's like, oh, 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 yay. They, they cheer more for that than they do the home run. Like, if you watch the Yankees today in their first game, you know, 
their five runs. It was a grand slam by some guy I don't know. And Gary Sanchez hit it out of Tampa. By the way, if you give a rat's ass about what happens in a game on April 1st or March 1st, you need to reevaluate things. If the first words aren't out of your mouth aren't, nobody got hurt. Right? Like, if that's not the first word you're up, nobody got hurt. Okay, cool. That's it. That's all spring training is. Yeah, I think the one thing, like, I like to look at it isn't really the hitters. No, the first thing I did notice was, first off, Gary Sanchez's home run. It was on the fastball. That's what he was getting beat on last year. But it's a spring training it, game. The hitters are ahead of the pitchers anyway. Yeah. Right, but... You know, like I was talking to a friend of ours, and he was like, oh, well, it was just a spring training home run. It's a typical one. Like, it's no, a spring it wasn't training the wind... home run. Nobody cares. Right, but, but it wasn't the wind-aided. It was actually a ball that was destroyed. Did he get uh, it off but... the guy who was going to be pitching in the major leagues? Maybe. Who'd they Can't play tell you who that is right now? Not really. Detroit. Who cares? You know, you just want to see, like, positive results here. The guy hit 147 last year. But he's the but guy he has, against the guy who's not going to be playing in the ma- pitching in the major leagues this year. Hit it off Aaron Nola. Hit it off of somebody that you know you're gonna, that's going to be pitching in the majors this year, and then I may get excited. I'm not getting excited for a spring training home run. I, I It's just not. Again, I don't care to spring training. Spring training games shouldn't even be televised. This early, other than the fact that the Yankee Al Jazeera network doesn't have anything else to put on. Oh, we're not the Mets brought you out station here. We got plenty to put on. Oh. Center stage. Oh yeah, the, the ninety-seven time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another Yankee classic. Barely. Well, you gotta get you gotta watch that game from against Minnesota in April. Yeah. That's okay. I'm good. I, I don't, yeah, I don't so, care about training baseball. Yeah, so, like, I try to just watch, especially, like, with the pitchers, you know, what what does it look like? Uh, you know, how, I, I don't really care about the hits and the runs. Like, Garrett Cole today, you know, two, two like, excuse me, line drive uh, bloopers, and one decent single, and that's how they got their run scored against them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, he's cranking up to 99. <clears throat> he had good movement. Yeah, he was throwing hard. So that, that's why I kind of look at for pitchers. Um, so, I don't know, like, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, but they definitely, they, you know, I'm not giving out awards for winning a game in March. But, that's, but, but like that's I want to. I, I want to see. Do. Yesterday, I saw Yankee that's fans it. bitching that they lost. Like, who cares? Well, give them a grain of salt right now because you know they they haven't had. You know, they were baseball deprived last year. So let's give everybody a break. If they get overly excited in in March, you know that's a little rough. But ooh, 
Pepperidge Farm Farmhouse. I want that. Sorry, I was distracted. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, whoever, and I will agree with you, whoever sits here and tells you on, eight, on March 1st, you know, this game is like the most important game in the world. You gotta slow your roll. You know, go into the back, rub one off. It's probably gonna give you better satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Nope. But so, yeah, like I said, for me, I, I just try to look at you know the players themselves. How are they looking? You know. If somebody goes over three, it's not the it's not the results I want to see. I want to see did they hit the ball hard? You know, were they working the count? How you know, you know that type of stuff. You know, is Angel Hernandez screwing you behind the plate? You know, I, I want to see that. You know, that's more it's important. Spring training for a result. Oh, he was in he was in rare form. He, I mean, he was in he was already up to speed. You know, a pitch down the middle it should be called a strike. Mm-hmm. If I know he caught the ball low, but if you look at where that ball crossed, yeah, that ball was right at the knees. But you know, he's really the worst umpire I've ever seen. You know, he takes it from Laz Diaz. He takes it from was it Eric? Uh, was it Eric Church? Mm-hmm. Was that the Was that the one guy? The big The big guy who passed away a couple of years ago. Eric Gregg. Because he, Eric Gregg. There you go. He was pretty shitty. Uh, Laz Diaz, uh, CB Buckner. Um, you can go on and on. It's a really really shitty umpire. Like they make you want, you know, robocalls. Yeah. And I never want robocalls. I don't want, like, I am really not a fan of instant replay. Mm-hmm. I think that slows the game down. No, it's not. I've you know, seen and, it in. You know, I've it's, seen it in like the, the Atlantic League. It's not. You know, and honestly, I like um, I like the managers arguing. I need to. No, you're never going to have a Earl Weaver or Billy Martin anymore. No, but you know what? It, it, the difference is there's so much more media scrutiny now. There's so much more media. There's so much more. You know, it's just the game's covered such a different way now that, it, you know, it's kind of like, all right, whatever, fine, get over it. Yeah. Because so, I, mean, I guess it's, what, who, who's the most who's the most colorful manager right now? Girardi when he gets going. And he'll be nowhere close to Bobby uh, Cox's record of getting thrown out of games. 
No. But why do you need? But you know, I. I don't think you need to get thrown out of a game to to uh, get your team going. I just think it's. I'm at that point where I. Just I agree with you. Like, like baseball to me is, is going to die, and then I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm starting to write its obituary. I don't know. I don't think baseball will ever die. I think it will. You know, if, if you keep messing with it. Kids aren't playing it in the numbers they used to. And if you don't have kids excited about baseball, like I have cousins who are, you know, 10. You couldn't even say, hey, do you want to go to a Yankee game? Hey, do you want to go to a Phillies game? They don't want to go. Because the games are just too fucking long and boring. Well, you also have to talk to the other aspect on that where, you know, their parents are, you know, they force them to play all these traveling teams and they don't have a chance to be a kid to play other sports and they get burned out from it. They don't even want to play baseball. That's, that's, that's the thing that I think a lot of people are missing. You got to really think about it. Kids just don't want to go. Like, kids don't care about baseball. Hockey's growing by leaps and bounds in this country. Why? Because the game's fast and exciting. Football's growing. Even with all the bullshit around football, football's growing. Right? Baseball's dying a slow death. And, And it's because, partially, the fucking baseball media sucks. Right? But, like, a lot of it has to do with the fact that just baseball is fucking boring. Right. Well, once again, you know, a lot of the nerds uh, that have been running this, you know, are all about doing things the same. There's no – okay, so back in the day when you played St. Louis, what kind of game are you playing? Back Back in what day? 80s. 80s, 90s. Oh, you, you oh say, because of, because of the turf, it was, they were running, they were, you know, hitting and running. And... Okay, so you go to Baltimore. What game are you playing? They, they were waiting for a three-run homer. Right. And that's but, but why they what I'm getting at, and, and what I'm getting at is every team, every ballpark had its own unique game that was played. And right now, you're not getting that. A lot of the ballparks are getting built the same way. So there's not a lot of individuality. Mm-hmm. Um, all the front offices are being run the same. Oh, we got to go the, by war. And, you know, it says that you shouldn't be running because that's just giving a way out. And the percentage is not going to be good. If we run all the time. It any more fucking louder. With the fact that y'all were fucking loud as ever fucking earlier today. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Oh, I know. But, you know, the, you, you miss the individuality of the game. And you know what? The personality is gone. Because everybody's trying to do things the same. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problems are. If you're watching the same thing everywhere, 
mm-hmm. you're gonna get bored. Yeah. But what? But once then, when you when you have that, you know, the team took the personality of the manager, which unfortunately the manager is no longer the authority that he used to be. You know, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, <coughs> I'm sorry, but when you're no longer doing that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you can you can mitigate what the manager is worth because. You know what? Joe Torre's not worth twelve million dollars. Because Joe he's never worth game. twelve million dollars. Right, but I'm just tossing him out there because of the money. You know, what he got paid. Yeah. You know, you look at the game right now, who's the highest paid manager? Madden? At maybe I about five? I couldn't even tell you. And you know why? Because I just don't it, it's like I don't care. You know, like it, baseball's gotten to the point where it's background if there's nothing else on. You know what hurts baseball? NASCAR. The NBA playoffs hurt NASCAR. And and, and I'm tell, and I'm speaking of this from the fans' perspective. Right? If you're a person who likes hockey or basketball Right, and your team's good, and they go to the final or the finals, depending on which sport you're rooting for. Baseball takes a back seat until mid June, right? Right. And then baseball's kind of it for a couple weeks, right? And then football preseason starts. And everybody just flocks to football. Why? Because baseball is fucking boring. Baseball doesn't. Baseball's off season is the worst of the off seasons. Nobody even knows when fucking when free agency starts. Baseball's like one Five of those days after World Series. Okay, but nobody knows that. Baseball needs like November fifteenth. Uh, this starts right. Like that's what baseball needs. Baseball won't do it because they're fucking hard-headed. <clears throat> you know, it's so interesting when you look at sports, like even with basketball, <clears throat> where it's the legal tampering phase of free agency. Legal tampering, what the hell is that? But, you know, you're excited to, to hear about, you know, who's – you know, I love off-seasons. You know, I love building teams, and I love do, doing all that stuff. Like, I know this year has been rough. You know, oh, Jackie Bradley's still not signed. There's still yeah. a lot of good players out there. Like, I haven't hear, heard anything from him recently. Like, I heard, the last thing I heard about him was Milwaukee. Okay. You know, and I'm like, I don't know if that's really a good fit, but. Yeah, I guess. You know, you know, it is definitely a winnable division. So, I guess let's get the talented guy and you know, let the chips fall where they may. But he's not talented because he's only a defensive player. Really? He's, is he a talented player? You know, he's he's great defensively. Nobody. That's cares. a talent. 
It's a talent, but people don't go to the ballpark to see defensive fucking standouts anymore. Like, I'm sorry, Omar Vizquel never sold a ticket. No. The only defensive standout that ever sold a ticket was Ozzie Smith. And after the first inning with the backflip, nobody gave a shit about what he did. Baseball will die a slow death. And I don't care if I'm the only one that says it. Well, listen, I hope that things, you know, get worked out. Um, I know they have next year is going to be the death nail. You know, if, 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 if you have any, if you have any thoughts of death for baseball, it's that's next year. Next year. Oh. Yes. And depending on how they deal with that situation next year with the CBA, they're going to deal with it poorly is, because that's what baseball does. And they're going to bad right. mouth the players and here's the thing, and the players are going to take it because that's what they do every fucking year. They're going to take it. They're going to, all right, whatever. We're not going to say anything bad about the owners because we need them. Baseball just is going to die. If these guys had to give a fuck about baseball, there's no way baseball wouldn't be in the Olympics because that's how you grow the game. You're on a world stage, and the best players in the world could play in the Olympics. But baseball's like, oh, we will not shut down our season. Shut up. We will not shut down the season for the Olympics. Okay, great. Why not to grow the game, you bunch of dipshits? I think a lot of it also has to do with, you know, their with their assets going to play in the Olympics. And that's honestly, you know, teams are like, that's not what I'm paying them for. I care less about nationalism. But, but you know, they the want they want when, their team. But the thing is, is now you have Nike, right? Nike mm-hmm. is part of baseball. Who do you think is going to make the uniforms? Nike. What does that give Reebok. you? Another? No, <laughs> no, it would be Nike. What does that give you? But what does that give you? It gives you another revenue source. Mm-hmm. It's nighttime. Uh, nighttime in the what's, desert. What's uh? What's the score right now? Right, it just started. Or actually, oh. it's nighttime. They're just coming on the ice now. The best pregame show no, in the I'm, league I'm, is happening. You know, when I look at baseball, I look at the stuff that they're doing. Like I said, I still, you know, I get why they'll do the seven-inning doubleheader. I get that because they need to prepare in case they have to move games. And I get it, and I'm okay with it. Um, I understand the runner on second base. I don't like it. Um, but once again, I understand for this year. I don't want to see it next year. What? The runner on second base. I do because I I think you need to shorten games. I really think you need to have that just to keep games from going seventeen innings. But sometimes some of the seventeen inning games are exciting as shit. They're not. They're boring as fuck. Just like the fucking no. entire game. 
Yeah. You know what? I'm, you, everybody who's like enamored with baseball and loves baseball is like will bitch and moan about the fucking the, the uh, fuck. I can't even think of what I'm trying to. The bitch second. and moan about every little fucking rule change they want to make in baseball, right? But then they're like, "Why is the game dying? Why can't people? Why don't people watch the game I love? Because the game is fucking boring." By the way, there is no reason to watch a fucking third baseman pitch in a fucking extra inning game. Wait, you don't like I'm James Foggs throwing a knuckleball? No. No, I don't want to see that. There's just parts of the game that, that they need. Look, the runner on second and over in extra innings is a good idea. Because why? It gets games finished. It creates, you know, excitement. You know, like, by that point in an extra game, everybody's swinging for the fence anyway. So maybe you put a little bit of small ball back into the game. Hey, let's move the runner over. Hey, let's get the guy over. They don't want to do that in baseball. You know, that whole move the runner over thing. You know, since we've gone into the world of analytics now, ever since they started, because even when you move the runner over, the players, the batter's mindsets have not changed in the last five years. Well, then you have to change the mindset. Then you have to change the mindset. But you need to change the mindset for the whole game, not just for extra innings. Not just for extra innings, not just for what – this is not just for extra innings. This is for, like, you know, that they showed a, a stat where this was last year when I was watching the, the game. I, I wish I had the actual numbers. And I could probably pull it up. But they said, okay, you know, you bunt the runner over, get him to third base with one out, and then the probability of him scoring goes up, right? It really wasn't think. exponential. It was not exponential. It was It was up, but it wasn't like, 20% up. It was maybe like 5%. But why is that? Because there's because more pitchers the used they, in the game. And not only that, but they all had the same mindset. Pitchers looking to strike you out, and and, uh, and here's look, looking to hit a home run. They're looking to get on sports center. There's no fundamental to the game where, you know, once you got the guy in the oh, – just try to hit a fly ball. That's all you need is a fly ball. But guys are All you need built. Is, is a fly but ball. guys don't think that way because that doesn't get them paid. It's a business. It's not a game anymore. When Mickey Mantle played, it was a game. It wasn't a business. Today, it's a business, and these guys make business decisions. If I hit twenty home runs, that gets me paid this. If I hit twenty-five you know, home runs, I get paid this. So if I get 25 home runs and 90 RBIs, nobody has 25 20, and 90 anymore. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. Well, no, no, it's like no, they hit 35 and 90, 35 yeah. and 85. There's so but, many solo home runs hit today; it's embarrassing. Baseball is embarrassing to watch. I, I like honestly, like I, cannot, I, I would not put it embarrassing. It's embarrassing. You know, I, I, it's I, I embarrassing. Definitely, I definitely think it's definitely has gone south. 
but it's not um, at embarrassing levels yet. Dude, I've gone to yet. games, right? Like I've gone to Phil, down to Philly to see games. I am so fucking bored by the fifth inning. I want to leave. I have to walk around the ballpark just to like, you know, not even to stretch my legs. Just so I don't have to sit there and fucking watch painstaking. I don't like watching paint dry. Baseball today is watching paint dry. It's what Angel, it's watching paint dry. We both know that. Well, I I can agree with you on, on a lot of that. But I'm not and, ready to give up on it. And dear Christ, if I have to and if I have to watch the Yankees, oh my god. Fucking stab my eyeballs with fucking with pencils. If I have to watch Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, and fucking Gary Sanchez strike out ten times in a game, fucking spare me. You know, the best oh. right fielder in the game. Fuck him. Well, let's also give the you know, Judge just a little bit of uh, leeway here because they call that pitch at his you know below his knees a strike every single time. Because it is a strike. It's not. You're you get a baseball. You, you get the, a baseball below the knees. That's the strike zone. It's from the knees up, and he it's gets a baseball below the knees. Nah. Yes, that's what it is. It's a, a baseball strikes, below the knees. A lot of you get strikes a baseball against everywhere. Him are not. Uh, shouldn't be called strikes. Again. It's where the ball crosses the front plane of the plate. Is it my fault that he stands in the fucking first row of seats? No. It's the front edge of the plate. I'm sorry that people don't understand the rules of baseball, but that's the rule. It's the front plane of the plate. It's where the ball crosses that. It's not where the catcher catches it. It's not where it crosses the body. It's where it crosses the front edge of the plate. Listen, I fully understand that. However, with that being said, there are plenty of balls that should not be called strikes against Aaron Judge is called strikes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you have Yankee color glasses on? Not today. Okay. Because that's all you said. Maybe tomorrow. Everybody makes excuses for this guy. Why? Because he can hit fucking mammoth home runs in batting practice? Because, oh, my God, he hits the fucking – who cares? He's not a good baseball player. He's a terrible hitter. You know, honestly, he's a terrible baseball player. No, I don't think he's terrible. But he's got a nice smile. He's a terrible hitter. Terrible he's hitter. He's pretty handy, though. His smile's not that good. He has straight hand teeth. Can you explain to me yeah, why re- on my computer the Knights game is, is like three minutes in and my computer is still saying the game will begin shortly? Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, you know, you look at, you know, what they're doing with, with the whole baseball stuff and – you know, I'm sorry. I, I just can't see. And I'm going to go back to the, the uh, like I get it for this year. But, you know, when the CBA comes around, yeah, I don't want to see it going forward. Uh, by the time the CBA comes around, there should be 
very little, you know, quarantining and all that stuff going on. You know, I want to see the universal DH because I don't want to see the hitters hit. I mean, the pitchers hit. You know, so. No, I'm just really curious on what they're going to be doing going forward. And they don't need a shot clock for the pitcher to throw a ball. Just minimize the time that, you know, you got the catches going out. Minimize, you know, that whole, let me walk out. You know, I know that uh, what, what they when they put the limit to six, you know, that helped a little bit. But did it really? Well, in extra innings, they take it away. So that, you know, they put the counter on and you move along the first, like, eight, nine innings, and then, all right, you can go up whenever you want now. Then it's but like it, everything's but, like a. But is that really what's killing these? Like, this is what I'm saying, Angel. Like, is any of this shit no, actually killing the game? It's the inactivity, and when I say inactivity, it's you're walking, you're striking out, or you're hitting a home run. That's it. A home run is, is exciting. I get it. It's not really. But it's, a late-inning game-tying you know, home run is exciting. A, a solo shot in the first, not. A, show, a solo shot in the fifth, not. A three-run homer in the sixth, absolutely there's so many right, home runs hit now he, he, that home runs are fucking boring. They're commonplace. Well, we're not going to be seeing that this year, I don't think. You know, Major League Baseball mysteriously, well, not mysteriously, they said, hey, they weren't going to be changing the ball. Yeah, okay. Because they realized that the ball was juiced the last two years, which is why they explain Gart, Gartner hitting 20-plus home runs. He also plays in a fucking band box. Right, but he's playing that band box his whole career. It's either A, the ball's juiced, or B, he was juiced. And I'm going to lean more towards A. Or guys because throw harder. The, guys throw harder with less movement. Fastball in the middle of the plate, anybody can hit. You could hit it. If a ball doesn't move, no, every, anybody can hit. Any, Tim, Tom Dick and Harry can make it in the major leagues. It's like hitting in a batting cage. These guys know no, they dude, don't I... have to spot pitches anymore. They know they don't have to move the ball around. You know, they don't take a little bit off the cut because they all want to sit there and make ESPN or hardest pitches thrown this year or whatever the fuck jerk-off fucking move that is. I can't wait until baseball dies. Find ways to fucking grass. No, 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 no. It is. Kids don't care about baseball. People who grew up liking the game are done with it. It's just baseball is is unattainable. It's it's a white person sport now. It's a well off person <laughs> sport. No, I, I wouldn't yeah. go fully there. No, you know, I think, you can't I think go it's to... more of a 
Yeah, if I'm going to give it to more of somebody, I would say more Latin players. But even then, if there's nobody, but if people still keep going to games, nobody's going to be there to pay the money. Look at it that way, Ainge. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what it is. As long as you have people, people are not going to games. Well, we'll see. You know, we'll see once they, you know, and I wouldn't say let's see this year because, of course, there's restrictions this year. I wouldn't say next year because next year I think you're still going to have a lot of people leery about going, you know, because of, you know, pandemic stuff, even though I think by next year it should be okay. I think by the end of the year you're going to have full stadiums. The ability to have full stadiums, yes. But I'm saying, like, even with that ability to have full stadiums, people aren't going to bring their family to games. No, you because know, nobody's going to be able to afford really. it. Nobody's going to be able to afford it, and that's and that's the biggest that's the biggest problem with baseball right now. All right, ten minutes left. What else do we have tonight? Uh, how's Tiger doing? Uh, I guess he's doing all right. It was cool to watch cool everybody. It. Yeah. it was cool yesterday to see everybody wearing um, red shirts and all yesterday. It was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, it, they, they said he tweeted out, um, you know, yeah, how, how great it was. So it's yeah. great to see that he's staying, uh, you know, in, engaged. You know, it's good to see all this stuff. So hopefully things, Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll progress nicely for him. UFC 259 is Saturday, and Amanda Nunez comes back to the octagon. And what feels Amanda like Amanda hug and kiss? It feels like at least 18 months. Um, so yeah. Let's see, what else do we have here? Fuck Canada, fans are back. Uh, Fanatics, uh, I'm basically just going over what I did on What's Burden Hockey last night. 8 o'clock, Sunday nights. Uh, Yeah, I got nothing else. Oh, it's amazing to me yeah. that Mark Andre Fleury has not won a Vesna Trophy yet. Well, listen, he's on—you know—he's on a good pace for it this year. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's definitely yeah. on a, a a good track for that. And the fact you that know, he's got—they got to go from a Vesna. They got to give. Uh, they got to go ahead and give an award for best goalie fashion. Oh, yeah. Well, that's on the weird. <laughs> and let, let, let's start giving those out. Because uh, them goal pads are stupid. Yeah, they're pretty sick. They are just stupid. 
<laughs> They're just stupid nice. And you can get those on True Hockey or Lefevre Goalie dot com on April ninth. You can customize your own Mark Andre Fleury gold pads. I do like his gold all gold mask that he's wearing tonight. Has Vegas strong on the side. Here you go. First, this is a great stat. First hundred, hundred, hundred wins between Pittsburgh and um, Vegas. Two hundred eight starts in Pittsburgh. Two nine three goals against. Nine oh six save. Fourteen shutouts. First hundred with Vegas. One hundred sixty seven starts. Two point four five goals against. Nine seventeen save percentage. Twenty shutouts. He did enter a better team with the Vegas Golden Knights. And at some point, Keegan Colasar will definitely get his first fucking goal. At some point. Do <laughs> it, thanks. Fucking, maybe, so, yeah. maybe tonight. Because maybe it, sometime. At, at some point, man, you can't be that fucking shell-shocked like he's been. He just, that guy needs like an empty neck goal just to get one. He needs, a sl- he needs a slump buster. Yeah. No, he, he, he just needs an empty net goal, or you know, he needs like somebody to take a shot that hits him in the ass or something in front and goes in. Like he just—that's what he needs. I was gonna say, as soon as we say it, he almost puts one in. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! You want to say it again? No, he fucks out of his own. Then again, I don't know how far behind I am because I'm watching on my computer while I'm doing the show here. Um, yeah, no, I, I got nothing else, kid. It's it's really like the whole Russell Wilson thing. I'm I'm sick of, <laughs> you know, like I'm just sick of him. Like he wants no, the to go Russell to Chicago and, not and be... the JJ thing. Yeah, like I, I, I do uh, spent today. Yeah, like uh, you know, like he wants to go to Chicago because of Sierra. Like, give me a fucking break. He wants to go to Dallas. Yeah, go to Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Chicago, see what happens. You're not going to win in Chicago. Your yeah. best spot is staying where you are. I don't even think that's a good spot. No, well, listen, he knows his system. You know, he has, you know, everything built up, the chemistry built up with the wide receivers. You know, it's your playbook. You, you're, you basically graduate to the point where you have your own playbook. You know, when the fans come in, it's a great environment with the fans, you know, killing the other team. You still have a decent head coach. Why would you want to go to Chicago to be with Nagy and Pace? Because once you go over there, they got to get rid of people. Yeah. You think they're going to be able to afford him and Khalil Mack? No. No. But, you know... Let's so, not yeah. forget, and then, Chicago is the place where wide receivers go to die. Yeah. What was your last really good quarterback? Do you consider Jay Cutler to be a really good quarterback? No. I said their last really good quarterback. So don't give me Jay Cutler. Jim McMahon. Don't. Eric was Kramer. Was he really a great quarterback? No. No. The last great quarterback was Dick Butkus when he quarterbacked the defense. Or Mike <laughs> Singletary when he quarterbacked the defense. So, listen, you're 
you're, right now you're Russell Wilson. Don't damage your legacy by going to Chicago. I think he you does know, more damage can, staying there. You know, I can I can almost say him going to Dallas should be something that's See you know, to me if that deal's getting it made, I would really go him for Dak straight up. I don't know. Like in honesty, like you're gonna have, like the, they would the, have the, to make them up. The worst part is you're gonna have to pay Dak. Yeah, but and he's Dak's still cheaper get... than he's still no, cheaper he's than Russ. Yeah, see, he's he's, I, I, I don't understand why people think like Dak is worth all this fucking money. It's not that he's worth the money. Please understand. It is. I no, no, no. But he's, he's not, not worth the money. But if you're gonna put him in that where he's, he's gonna get paid like that, then you're gonna say that he's, he's gonna a... be. But he's, he's not in that class. Up. He's not in that 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 uh, Patrick Mahomes. Deshaun Watson okay. class. He's below. Is he the, in the class? He's he not the even class in the class with fucking Aaron Rodgers. Uh, is he in the class of Carson Wentz and Jeff and Jared Goff? Yes. Those motherfuckers got paid. But they got paid. But see, there's a difference. Those, those, those are first get, round get picks. Those guys get paid more but those than are Russell first Wilson. Guy, those were first round picks. Those guys were first-round picks. They weren't a fourth-round pick. Coming off a fucking ankle injury, he almost died. You can almost make an argument Just because, but, that but, Zach but has had thing, a better career he, so far than those two guys. I can't because he's done nothing in the playoffs. Goff's gone to he's a Super Bowl. A oh, he's won a game. So a game is going to put you up in that kind of... What, what, what has Prescott... In the playoffs. Yeah, but, okay, he's at least won he's playoff less. He's won playoff games. That's like saying Phil Simms did nothing in 90 with the Giants. He had them in a position where Nick Foles couldn't fuck it up. But this whole thing about Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott sucked without Ezekiel Elliott. He was terrible this year. He turns the ball over too much. But he's going to get paid. He's not going to get paid in the way you think I he's going to he's get, get paid. paid. But he could still make $33 million and still be and, and just take Russ's money. And then it Russ works out. Only, it, I think Russ's cap hit is only twenty five. But cap hits and money are two different things. You could fucking ra- you could fuck around with cap hits. You can the NFL isn't the NHL where it's based off an annual um, an annual value. Seattle. I feel like I'm on this fucking website every fucking show I do. I should just at this point have fucking Spotrack fucking bookmarked. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. So his cap hit is $32 million. So th- there his you base go. His salary is 19 Okay, there you go. $13 million signing bonus. Dead cap is $58 million. Yeah, there you go. What, why exactly you, what I said. You know, Swap it. Why Swap would you, you – know, Because they're not going to trade him. Well, I, I don't think they, they should or they will. 
Dallas? Do they have what he is right now? No, no, because he's not on the he's not on the roster. Yeah, he's a free agent, right? Yeah. Marcus Lawrence is a $25 million cap hit next year. Mari Cooper, $22 million. Mm-hmm. And in all seriousness, if he goes there, Jerry's going to say, oh, what do you need? Jesus, look at their dead cap. They got like $9 million of dead money. Already, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's because of the Cowboys is why the NHL, the NFL is going to do whatever they can. All right, I want to watch hockey. All right, buddy. We will uh, reconvene we next shall week. Talk later. Uh, yep. But, uh, All right. Have a good night. All right. Bye.